What is up, y'all? Welcome to the 5Q5K. I'm your host, Josh Williams. The goal of this podcast is to create a safe and welcoming environment for you to learn and begin to embrace what I've come to know as an actively improving lifestyle. We hope you're able to get out there and get active while you join in on our conversation. That being said, let's get to it. All right, what's up, guys? We're back here. We're back again. We're down in Houston again, man, with my buddy, Doug Ginsberg. How you doing, Doug? I'm doing great. How are you doing today, Josh? Dude, I can't complain. It's a it's a pretty day, man. I just rolled up. I'm ready to ready to get to sit down with you, catch up, man, and get to go on a run after. I think it's gonna be a good time, right? Yes, sir. There we go. Well, for the people out there that don't know you, man, like give give a little bit of background on yourself. Kind of tell about like where where you started in athletics, where it's taken you. Just give them give them a little window in to to Doug. Okay, so. First off, before I begin, I would like to start out by saying thank you for giving me the opportunity to be a part of your podcast, for inviting me to be a guest. I'm very thankful. I've never been on a podcast before, so this is going to be very interesting and new for me. Um, So I'd like to give you a thank you and a shout out for that. So thanks, man. Hey, I appreciate it. I'm happy you were on. I'm glad to have you here. Yes, of course. Me too. So my life in the beginning was a pretty interesting journey. When I was three years old, my parents um, had me tested at the Texas Medical Hospital. um, And the doctors did an IQ test on me. And after they did the test, the results showed or they said that I was severely and mentally retarded and would never talk, like would never talk in my entire life. I kid you not. Wow. That's what they said when I was three years old. And so as you can imagine, my parents were freaked out. They had a little bit of a heart attack, which as you can imagine, they probably would, right? Yeah. Told that their kid would never be able to talk. That's a pretty scary um, thing to take in and absorb. And so my parents were freaked, but they did everything that they could to help me. They tried to find um, speech therapists and tutors to work with me. Um, And then eventually when I was five years old, my grandfather and I were at a park and I uh, said my first word, um, Papa, I believe is what I said. And the way it happened was there was some girl that said to my grandfather, hey, your grandson is trying to say something to you. And that was when I said Papa for the first time. So I was about five at the time, which is pretty abnormal um, time to start talking. Usually kids start talking when they're, I don't know, two maybe. Um, They say things such as dada, mama, but no nothing until five years old. Wow. Um, and so I'm sure your granddad, he was, he was probably like super pumped. Like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, no, yeah. they were. And then my mom and dad were also, everybody was pretty um, excited because everybody was nervous in the beginning. Like, Oh no, what do we do? My mom especially would work really, really hard. And she um, eventually got me into an elementary school called the joy school, which is a school that specializes with children who have learning issues. And she went to the teachers and said, listen, this test 
these testing results do not um, reflect my son's intelligence. The teachers gave me a shot and they accepted me in. Starting in third grade, I started going to the Joy School and I was there for a few years. That's when I started getting into running. I actually ran cross country okay. for, the first t- for the first time when I was at the Joy School in elementary school. And I was a small, skinny, scrawny kid, but the running gave me confidence. It gave me something to feel good about because of the struggles I've been through in school. Running boosted my self-confidence, um, gave me self-discipline, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, I found a new passion and then I continued to pursue my passion of running. I eventually got into middle school Man, so they started cross country in elementary. That's I feel like that's early, man. That's awesome though. Yeah, it is pretty early. The distances are are less though. It's not like you're yeah. running forever. <laughs> you're only running a 5K. Okay. Uh, just 3.1 miles. You know, it's not like you're running 10 miles or anything like that. Nothing because you are right. You don't want to um overrun when you're too young because that can lead to potential um issues and pain, injuries, if you will. Yeah, I did. I mean, I did <laughs> I I didn't run for a long time. So I'm like, man, that it's awesome that you're able to find that outlet and find that way to like boost the self-confidence. Like you were saying so early, like, I mean, that's, that's awesome, dude. Right. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no worries. Um, so I did that. And then once I got into middle school, we kind of had the same problem. The, um, teachers at the school, the administration looked at my testing results and they didn't want to accept me in the beginning, but then my mom somehow managed to get me into the Briarwood school. So that's an also another school that specializes with children who have learning issues. So I went there from seventh grade all the way through um, 12th grade through graduation. Okay. Cool. And I excelled at uh, flag football. I was a QB. Now we played flag football because yeah. Briarwood was a smaller school. Okay. Um, it was seven on seven flag. Gotcha. So I played QB one year. Another year, I was um, cornerback. I played, I was receiver at times. I was a blocker at times. I basically played in the positions that they needed me to play. Awesome. Okay. Um, number number one team player, number one asset, man. There you go. And then I also did track and field as well Okay. in eighth grade, uh, ninth grade, 10th grade, and 11th grade. I did track and field all four years or for four years. Um, yeah. And again, I was, I kind of did a little bit of everything. Um, I actually did um, hurdles when I was in eighth grade. Okay. Um, and then ninth grade, I did some more of the sprinting distances, like the four by one, the four by two, the 400. And then my sophomore year of high school, I started getting into triathlons. And how, then, how did you get into the triathlon? Was it through school or was it through like your family or what, what was yeah, the push? Um, one of my um, family members started doing triathlons. Once he started doing it, that got me interested in it. And okay. so I started doing super sprints and sprints and Olympic distance triathlons. Okay. So what I, I've, I've heard, so sprint, the sprint is it's a 5K and then what's what's the rest of the distance? Uh, so the, the, so there's, yeah, see, it's, it's so long since I've done, since I've done a super sprint, um, but the super sprint was like a, um, I think a 500 meter swim, um, maybe a, a six mile bike and 
uh, like a one mile run. Okay. I know the Olympic is uh, a thousand meter swim. And then I think it's a uh, 13.1 mile bike and a uh, 10K run. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know if all of that was accurate. I know some of that was accurate. <laughs> I get, I just haven't done those races in so long. Um, and so I just don't remember. No, you're good. I mean, I, I appreciate like for me, like, I, I don't know, like I did one sprint and I, I saw like, I've had buddies that have done like other sprints and the swims are like all different distances. And one of them told me, he's like, yeah, it's like 200, 300 meters, I guess was the one he did. Right. And I went to one and they were like, yeah, you're going to be swimming like 800 meters. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't hear that. Like I can't do that. You know? <laughs> so do they kind of differ? Is that? Well, they differ depending on the uh, race, like, the super sprint's the smallest, and then the sprint is longer, and then the Olympic is longer. Okay. And then there's also, now I've never done these specific races, but there's also the half Ironman and the full Ironman, okay. which my 58 going on 59 year old mother has done in years past. Awesome. Um, hey, superwoman. Superwoman. There you go. Yeah. She did uh, the Woodlands half year in um, a few years ago. I want to say either 2017 or 2018 might've been before that, but she did one here. She did, uh, uh Ironman Maryland, up oh, Baltimore cool. up in Maryland. Okay. Uh, so she's definitely had a few Ironmans under her belt. Wow. Dude, that's the swim for me alone is like, probably that's the barrier for for me. I'm like, cause they're swimming. Like, is it like two and a half miles almost? Uh, so the, the, the half, see these distances, I know a little bit better. So the half, okay. <laughs> the half Ironman is a, um, a 1.2 mile swim, a 56 mile bike and a half marathon. Okay. And then the full Ironman is everything double that. So 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, and then yeah. a, uh, full marathon Dude, yeah, that all is, in one day, man. She, she's crazy. That's, that's, that is awesome. But yeah, so, so sorry. So you got into triathlons. That was the... So I got in... Right. So I got into triathlons when I was in um, 10th grade. And okay. I did... I competed in triathlons locally around Houston. And then my sophomore year, I actually I actually went to Omaha, Nebraska and competed in um, the championships up there, which was pretty... I think I'm, you, you gave me a cup of water. I yeah, I was going to say it has cup, Omaha man. on there. Yeah, 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 dude. I saw it and I was like, that's awesome. So 2016. Dude. Yes. Hey, well, thank you for letting me drink out of the hardware, man. I appreciate of course. it. <laughs> so in 2016, I went to, um, my mom and I went to Omaha, Nebraska to do a uh, triathlon up there, which is oh, a pretty cool. cool experience. So I did that for, um, did that for a couple years, a few years, and then when I got to 11th grade, no, I'm sorry. When I got to college, I stopped doing triathlons because school and cross country and track became more of a priority for me. Okay. Um, you know, as you know, I'm dyslexic. So a time commitment went down significantly. So I started focusing more on school and I started focusing more on, um, cross country. Cause I ran cross country and track all four years of college. Hey, I mean, I, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a small accomplishment. I mean, you kind of glossed over it, man, but it's like you were, you were at college. Now you're, you haven't told the people you're in grad school now, man. And grad school is a tough cookie, bro. Like that grad school just about broke me. So like, I gotta, I gotta shout you out, man. Cause that's, 
that's major dude and having the like just ability and the patience and the endurance to finish a degree that's like that difficult like that's crazy dude so i mean just big big kudos sorry aside but kudos are deserved there yeah well i mean it's definitely been a tough journey and i would never have been i would never be where i am today without the support from my parents and the support from tutors that they've provided me over the past several years to really push me through my education in my career in school. Um, and so I can't be any more thankful. And like I said, Southwestern, Southwestern is a very tough school uh, to get into. Um, but, you know, I did, I had great grades in high school and then I got support through college and I excelled at cross country and track in college. Um, graduated with a uh, degree in kinesiology. I got a 3.6 GPA. Nice, man. Uh, which, like I said, would never have happened without um, support from parents and grandparents and tutors. Hey, and hard, a lot of hard work. And a lot of hard work. I was going to say, yes, <laughs> and a lot of hard work from myself and my teachers as well so it was a team effort there you go man i know i got i got cooked in undergrad i didn't i did not have a gpa that good in undergrad i, I had issues bro like i think the the organizational standpoint for me alone is just like having having the like organizational ability it takes like that for me that was a tough lesson like once i got there i was like man i gotta i gotta figure all this out i gotta figure out how to like for real study and like figure this kind of stuff out. It's just, it's just a different animal, man. Mm -hmm. But so tell, tell a little bit about, you said, you said you ran in college. Tell about how that went and kind of. So overall, I would say that even though that the academics was really vigorous for me, the fact that I was able to run with a team, the fact that I had a group of um, friends behind my back who always looked out for me for four years was, I think helped me athletically and academically, you know, having, knowing that you have a group to be with and knowing that you're going to, um, you know, you guys live together, eat, sleep, breathe, run together. Um, and so just having that behind your back is, um, makes all the difference in the world. I say the jokes that we have, um, the travel that we do. I mean, we've, traveled to some pretty significant places. Um, I mean, Southwestern's division three, but mm -hmm. even still we ended up like flying. I remember my senior year, uh, we flew to Ohio. We had a cross country meet in Ohio. Awesome. Um, we had, what do you call it? A track meet or not a track meet, but a cross country meet in LA in Los Angeles. Wow. Hey, that's big time. That's awesome, yeah. dude. We had another cross country meet in, Colorado. Okay. So we definitely did some traveling, um, which it's makes fun, things man. more, which makes things exciting as opposed to only competing in the state of Texas. It's fun to go compete in other states as well. Just the fact of flying and getting out just is so cool. And if it, you will, it bonds that, that the team chemistry and the ability to go and travel, like, and to go and experience those meets and experience like, just those times with those people, I'm sure like it just made your community, like did it just tighten those bonds? Oh yes. More? Oh, it, it did. And there's actually a um, story. So when I was a sophomore in college, 
we flew to Colorado as well. We went to um, Garden of the Gods, a great race. There. Oh, cool. And um, we, were, we were visiting Garden of the Gods as part of our trip. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the buses were there and we were about to leave to go back to the hotel or the airport. And I had to go to the bathroom. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> that's when it I gets to the you, re- I know. I had to go to the restroom. And everybody was there. I went into the restroom. And then when I came out of the restroom, the buses were gone. All of my team was gone. So I was there all by myself. Oh, no. I didn't know where everybody was. So then <laughs> I had to uh, call one of my teammates. And um, I said, hey, Vincent, where is everybody? I'm here all by myself. <laughs> um, and so... He then told the coaches who were driving the bus to turn the, to turn around so they could come back and rescue me. So he said, Doug, Doug's in the bathroom. Doug, right. We got to go back. Yeah, we got to go back and pick him up. <laughs> um, so that was pretty funny. I'm sure that's like a little like a mini heart attack, dude. Like I, I've definitely had like nightmares. I'll be out on a run that I'm like, man, I got to I got to go now. And I can like I got to go to the bathroom and I'm in the middle of nowhere, dude. Like, I mean, you had the like you were like. Well, when they usually, well, they, and then what do you call it? Before we leave, they usually count everybody one, two, three, or they'll say somebody's name Erica here, Robert here, Douglas here, to ensure that everybody's there before. Do they just think you're like, you're like napping on the back of the bus or something? Like, I don't know. Maybe, (laughs) possibly. I know when I've done bus rides, man, if I can find that back row that I can just lay out and like take a nap. Like, I don't know if y'all's bus is like that, but like, I can think of a trip I went on that like, I think our, our trip leader was like looking there like, where's he at? He's not on the bus. We got to go find him. And I was asleep on the back. No, I've, done that before. <laughs> I've done that before because sometimes for cross country. So for track, we take the bigger buses because there's more people. Okay. Because you have your group who does cross country and track. And then you only yeah. have your group who does cross country and you only have your group who does track. Okay. So when we do uh, cross country races, we usually take like a smaller um, van because there's not as many people. Okay. Like we'll take two of those. Yeah. Um, but for the track, that's when we take the buses because you have the two teams combined. And for track, you have like so many events too. Like, you, I mean, you got like, for, for me in high school, like I, I didn't do any running. I threw discus. So like, you got to get all the field guys too. Like you got the field guys, the track guys. Like, I know that's, that's I'm a weird build for that, but back then it worked. <laughs> but yeah, so so after after college, walk me through like, Cause I know, I know you were, you were involved in something else athletically that you, you might want to share the people that I think they probably would have seen. Is it NBC that it's on? Uh, I maybe well, whatever it is. Tell it, give the people. Yes. Give them the alter ego. Right? Yes. So the summer between my junior and senior year of high school. Okay. I was at this lake called Lake 288. Cause that was where we used to train when we were doing, when we trained for the triathlons, the swim portion. Okay. We used to train over there. So I would open water swim. It is. Okay. It's exactly what it is. It's open water swimming. And so we were there one summer in July and another friend of mine who also does triathlons happened to be there. We didn't coordinate or set anything up. He just happened to be there when we were there as well. Totally coincidental. It was, yeah, it was totally coincidental. And so all of a sudden we started talking and then he was telling me about how he, had been going to American Ninja Warrior Gym. Um, okay. Iron Sports was uh, is the name of it. It's still there now. Um, he told me how he had been going to the homeschool ninja classes at Iron Sports. And oh. he said to me, there's this 
cool gym. I go there, I do ninja classes. Would you be interested in coming to try out a homeschool ninja class? And I said to him, of course, because I love, I, I love the show. I'd been watching it on TV for many years. Um, for sure. And so I wanted to give it a try to, to see how it is. And so then I went to a class and this was July of 2017. Okay. Um, so I went to Iron Sports, did a homeschool ninja class for the first time. And I loved, I fell in love with it. My entire senior year of high school, I went to the ninja gym. I went to Iron Sports. I would sometimes do the classes that they had there. Sometimes I would go for open gym and train on my own. And then September of 2017, later that year, was when I met Sam San for the very first time at Iron Sports. Okay. Who was, he, Sam San is a legend. He's competed on the show many years. He built Iron Sports. How did that work when you would go to a class in there? Because like, for me, I'm just picturing just like a giant warped wall or like, for me, I always think of like, what's the one where it's, it's really thin and you got to hang with your fingers. Oh, the cliffhanger. The cliffhanger. I'm thinking of one of those, dude. Like, do you just go in and just work out on those obstacles or is it like more weightlifting or like what, what is, what does a workout Um, look like? Well, I mean, it it, it depends what you, depends what you're wanting to do that day. I mean, you can go in, they have different, they have classes, uh, they have strength and conditioning classes, they have ninja classes. Uh, so sometimes I would go in and I would do that. Sometimes I would go in for open gym, uh, and I would just train kind of make move my way around the gym because iron sports it's a pretty big gym it has a downstairs area and then has a back area and then has an upstairs i mean it's a huge gym it's a big spot it is so i would just try to go around and try all the different obstacles the rings the warped wall the salmon ladder the devil steps dude is a salmon ladder as hard as it looks oh the salmon ladder is really difficult (laughs) and it's you know surprising it's basically you're just pulling your body up except you're just carrying a bar with you. It's hard to get it on those hooks though. Like I always see when people do it and they try to like get both the hooks, they'll get one, but they'll miss a hook. Yeah. And that's when like, yep. you're cooked if that happens. Right. Like, so it depends. I mean, yeah. if you're able to save it, then save it. Fair, fair. That's fair. That's fair. I think it's just different for everybody. Cool. Well, so tell, tell about like, so you started going to the classes and then kind of tell where that led you in Ninja and kind of like how that, how, how your path in Ninja progressed, I guess. So I st- so I actually stopped doing Ninja for a while okay. when I started college. I didn't do it for a little bit. And then uh, I came home for winter break. So this would have been my winter break between winter break of a freshman year of college at Southwestern. Okay. Sam moved to a new gym and I went and did an open gym over there to try it out because I'd never been before and I did the obstacles and I had fun. And then one of the co-owners convinced me to try out for the show, like the actual A&W show that we watch that's on TV. Yeah, dude, I I watch it, man. There you go. And I was speaking with my mom and we kind of went back and forth. Oh, should we do this? Is he ready? Is this a good idea? Is it a bad idea? And we said, what the heck? Because American Ninja Warrior is basically has two parts to it. It's, of course, about the physical aspect of yourself. Are you physically able to, 
like swing your body in the air and move your body through the obstacles. But the other half is also about the story. For it's sure. about the about what makes you different. How are you unique? How is Johnny different from Alex? How is Josh different from Sam? So on and so forth. For so sure. they're interested in the story. Everybody's and, unique, man. Everybody's one on one. So it's like kind of showcasing that you're that you're you and you're not like anybody else. I, I right. get that. Okay. And so we finally we finally came to the decision to submit an application video. And so we did that and then we submitted it like three days before the deadline. Like it had to be due like January 2nd. So we submitted it on December 30th or December 31st. Wow. We got it in basically in the nick of time. Okay. And was it just like a video that you had of you like training and kind of telling your story? Is that kind of what it is? Yes. It was pretty much videos of me doing obstacles and me talking about my story. We submitted that. Two months go by. We didn't get the call. January goes by, no call. February goes by, no call. And halfway through March, I finally, uh, what happens is, well, so I'll get there in a second. So I'm taking a psychology test. Um, and then I go out and I eat lunch and then I come back to my dorm. And then I look at my phone and I see a call from Los Angeles, which was the hint hint that I most likely got the call. So then I listened to the voicemail Mm -hmm. and surely enough, I was the call. I was excited. I was jumping up. I mean, that's exciting to get called to go on American Ninja Warrior. Not too many people can say they've done that. So you're you're Doug showbiz at this point, bro. There you go. That's awesome. Right. So, um, I was going to say it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity. You got to do it. Dude. So That's awesome. it was exciting. So I got the call on March 12th. So it's a month in advance because my competition was April 12th, 2019 in Oklahoma City. Wow. That, the, is a, that is a quick turnaround. One at, month. At one month. That's it. Yeah. Okay. The Oklahoma State Capitol building. And what was hard about it was that I was in track at the time trying to balance four classes, training for American Ninja Warrior. And training for track at the same time was a lot of work and hard, as you can imagine. Dude, that would be, I can't even think, like, the training for for ninja and the training for track would be very different, correct? Yes. They are, they're two different sports. They so are you're essentially training for two different sports and being a full-time student. Yes. That's insane, It was bro. insane. Yes. And like I said, the classes of taking at Southwestern, too, were really hard, but somehow... I managed to uh, make it through. Hey, you made it work, man. You got to do it. The co-owner of the gym said that I should try to train. So then once we did the application video, I, I trained the rest of winter break. And then I trained all of January. I trained all of February. I mean, I was still continuing to train because I had to prepare myself in case I got the call. Yeah, of course. You got to stay ready. You got to stay ready, right. Yeah. Even if you don't get the call, you, you don't know if it's going to happen 100%. So you've got to be on check. So yeah. then I trained and then I remember spring break. I came home. I came home for only four days because we had a, um, our cross, our track and field team. We went to Gulf Shores, Alabama okay. that spring break. So we spent a few days there. Nice. We had a track meet um, and we did some other activities. And so I only had a few days at home. So two of the four days I was home, I literally went to went this to train, gym man. and got trained from Samson. Yeah. And then I continued to train the rest of March and a little bit of April back on my own time when I was back at school. Okay. And then April 12th rolled around. I flew to Houston and then Houston, Oklahoma City. And mm-hmm. and then I 
competed the next day. And it's very draining on your body because you don't compete till so late. Like American Ninja Warrior, if you've mm-hmm. ever seen it on TV, it happens it's at all night. Nighttime. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's not during the day. Like I didn't compete till I believe almost midnight. Oh my goodness. So I woke up in the morning and then I went all day. The whole trip was just a lot of moving parts and a big blur to me. It's hectic. Yes, it was. I think it's cool to see how you've your goals have elevated and there's been there's always that new goal and you kind of keep working towards like that improvement. So tell me, tell me where the goal is now. Yes, it definitely has shifted. But before I get to that, you know, now I'm in grad school and really honestly throughout my life I've done many local races in Houston, uh, sometimes in Myrtle Beach. When we go to my grandparents' places, I've done 5K races there. I've done some races in Waco. So I've done many 5Ks and 10Ks and half marathons. And what's cool about the race is the atmosphere, the people, the cheering, the community. The excitement. The excitement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you talk to people at, at after the race, how did it go? You get to listen to some of their journeys and the experiences that they've had. And then you see them again at a different race because you tend to tend to see the same people over and over again. You make and then, friends. And man. you make friends, right. Yeah. So I like, the, I like the racing atmosphere overall, and I like the community that I build with people and the fact that I get to see them over and over and over again. And training also. Yeah. On Saturday, every Saturday morning, I go to Memorial Park, and my mom does also, and we do long runs there. And the same thing, we tend to see the same people over and over again. And so running has given me lots of joy. Well, I mean, just to, to tell people out there, I met, I met you at a race. Like, we, we became friends at the Barathon this spring. Right, And Waco, exactly. like, we were both running, and, like, because we met there, I mean, we're right. here recording. Well, we today. met at like mile 11 of the race, yeah, too. Yeah. It's not like we even met each other at the start line. We didn't even really meet each other until, and honestly, really didn't meet each other until after the race. Because yeah. during the race, we were so busy trying to finish trying to with a going. good time. Yeah. yeah. And I know we, we, were, we were down in the trenches at that point, man. We I was were. Like, I was like, what's up, man? And I was like, I, I think I told you like at one point, I was like, dude, like you're, you've been right behind me for a long time. I was like, put me out of my misery yeah. man. I can't keep going. You're like, all right, man. But <laughs> no, it was, it was a good time, dude. And I, I think like totally, like you said, it's like the community you make and the friends you meet, like you're good. Like we're going to see each other again. Like, and we're going to get to race again together. Like we're going to get to run today, which I'm excited about. Right. Like, so tell, tell about, tell about your, your plans and what you got coming after. All right. After so now that, so now that we've, now that we've covered the five K's, the 10 K's, the halves, the building, the community, let's now get into the, goal the next step yeah where you at? so the next, the next step is trying to train for a full marathon which is for those of you who don't know a 26.2 mile run it's a long one which man. is a big difference between 13 point between 13.1 and 26.2 that's a big difference yeah and so i'm training to run my first ever there we go first ever let's go full marathon and so in January, I'm going to run the Houston full marathon. Getting ready for Houston. Do you see your training plan changing once you start school this fall? Like, cause that's, you're getting in the gym a lot, bro. Like I'm saying, I'm like, good for you, man. Like, like, does it change when you have classes in there too? Well, so I will, my mom and I actually found this training 
schedule online that I'm going to start following. And um, so that'll, that'll start changing. I won't be going to the ninja gym as much. I'll be running. Of course, I'll continue doing that and I'll continue to do strength training twice a week, Mondays and Wednesdays, like okay. I do now. It just, it'll be in my, it'll be in the weight room at school as opposed to the Congo gym down here. Now, something I wanted to hit upon is, so for this training that I'm doing, and my mom's doing it also, we're following what's called the Phil Maffetone running method. The goal is to run high volume, low heart rate. You should be able to run at a pace that's feeling, that feels comfortable for you. Something that you can basically go at all day. I mean, I don't know if I can go at it all day, but <laughs> it's a, it's a, you should be running at a pace that's comfortable for you. And the way you okay. figure out what that is, your aerobic heart rate is you take 180 and you subtract your age from 180. So uh -huh. for me, I'm 25. So I would take 180 and subtract 25. So that would be 155. Okay. So my ultimate target aerobic heart rate that I try to stick between when I'm doing my endurance runs is between 145 to 155. Okay. And the whole purpose for that is to help get your body acclimated to what it's going to have to do on race day and also recover faster because if you run too fast and you'll get injured, you'll burn out, you'll tire out. So the goal is to get the body acclimated, but you want to run slow so you can recover faster. For Houston in January, man, I got two two good things for you. The first thing, it's for sure going to be, it's, it's a PR for sure, man. It's your first marathon. So like right. be excited with like whatever happens on race day, whether it's rainy, whether the weather like gets bad, maybe it's hot, dude. Like what, whatever happens, you're going to PR. Right. So dude, be happy with. Oh yeah. Right. Cause I've never That's done it before. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. You got to PR either way. Man. Yes. True. So, so just enjoy it, man. I think if you go out there and have fun, like, yeah, like from your training that you told me about, like you're, you're going hard, man. You're, you're doing the training that is, needed and i mean you're you're gonna be ready so I, mm -hmm. I just say go out there and have fun and then the other thing man i'm gonna be there running too so i'm excited right. to see you exactly like, oh I'm, I'm gonna be cheering you on man we'll be excited yes it will be it will be fun and like i said i've enjoyed the training for it so far and i'm gonna try to follow the training plan as best as i can but it's not gonna be perfect because things are gonna come up events are gonna come up injuries are gonna come up tests are gonna come up projects anything is gonna come up and when you get hurt, which, like I said, might happen, you do other activities to to train. You strength train. You aqua jog in the pool. Yeah, yeah. You ride the bike. I mean, there's other ways to maintain. And what's, I think, also important is we do the training, do the best we can leading up to race day. But what's really important is that not that you finish, but that you had the courage to start. For sure. It's the fact that you got up out of the bed in the morning, got the time in on the feet, got the miles in, got enough sleep. It's everything leading up to race day and the fact that you got there to the start line is what is what counts, is what's important. And it's the same thing for A&W also. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yes, if one person may go further. One person may, might have fallen on the fifth obstacle. Somebody else might have fallen on the third. Somebody else might have fallen on the first. That in the, in the big scheme of things, that's not really what matters. What matters is that 
You gave an interesting story. You were unique and you got yourself to the start line. Not that you finished, but you had the courage to start. So for sure. I think that's, that's a question. Like people always ask me like, man, like how do you deal with like kind of like the adversity that comes in running or how do you deal with the adversity and like any kind of endurance sport? And I think life, life is, is the ultimate endurance sport, you know, like, like you're going to, you're going to deal with adversity and you're going to deal with that. But if you come in with that right mindset and you come in like, Hey, I'm getting up today and I'm trying, I'm giving it my all. That's, that's like the, the, the super, super like S tier, A tier, like mindset of like, Hey, like, I know that the adversity is going to come, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm going to keep trying. I'm not going to let it crater me. Right. right. Is that, do you agree on that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's very easy to, I mean, cause it, it, it takes effort running any of that training you torture. I mean, cause you're, you're torturing your body. It's what it is. You're physically, you're torturing your body to do something that it doesn't really want to do. But at the end, after you've accomplished it, you feel good about yourself. You feel better. You feel better overall. Um, you did something tough, man. Like you, you, you got something like tough completed. I think for, for me, at least that's that the completion of like, Hey, like this is something that I like gave my all to- towards and whether or not like what the result is, it's like, Hey, I, I gave my all to this. And like, you can have that satisfaction to sit back at the end of the day that like, Hey, like I gave my all and mm-hmm. I did it. So, you know, like, I, I think that's a big thing that I've learned through running at least, you know, well, I wanted to say thank you for having a conversation with me and wanting to kind of sit down and kind of tell the people like where you came from, where you've been and where you're going, man. And what, just one final question. We've kind of, we, we've hit a lot of great stuff, man. And I think, I think I know what your, your one advice is going to be possibly, but Hey, surprise me man um if you had to give one piece of advice to like a beginner runner or like you had to look back at yourself like and you had a time machine you go talk to yourself back like at whatever point you considered yourself a beginner Mm -hmm. what would your word of advice be to that to that doug or to that person you know that's a great question honestly i would say you know everybody when everybody began running or when anybody began anything that they tried doing it wasn't smooth the first time you're not gonna uh, you know you know you're not gonna get out there you're not gonna wake up one morning and be like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna run a 159 full marathon like kipchoge you're not (laughs) gonna do that everything's got to start somewhere so you've just got to wake up in the morning and just have confidence in yourself believe that you can do it Go out there, execute it. It's not, it's not going to be pretty the first time, but you know what? Nothing's ever pretty the first time. But over time, as you continue to do it and do it, guess what? You eventually get better. I mean, There's I wasn't growth. a great yeah. runner when I first began either. You're not going to have it perfect on the first day, but it's going to get better along the way. Right. I was going to say for anything, it's just you got to start somewhere. If you're in, if, Whether you're training for a full marathon, whether you're training to be a teacher, whether you're training to be a resident like my brother is right now it's just got to start somewhere yeah and with time and practice and support you will get there there you go dude i think that's a great word of advice man well so we hope y'all were able to get active in whatever way you were today while you were listening to this and kind of joining in our conversation we're about to go run a 5k and doug tell them where we're going to get to go run 
So we're about to go run a 5K around my neighborhood in West University in Houston, Texas. Nice. Thank, thank you all again for joining in and just one big thank you again to Doug for joining in and um, for wanting to share a story and just inspire everybody out there. So I appreciate you, Doug. Thanks for your time, man. Thank you as well. Thank you again for giving me the opportunity to be a part of your podcast and inviting me. And I had a really wonderful time. Hey, awesome, man. Well, I hope you all have a good one. Peace. <laughs>